Hello and welcome to High Shelf Gaming Podcast. I'm the host, David Gillespie. Every week, I'm joined by my co-host, Rich Wisneski, and we bring on guests to talk about role-playing games and board games and gaming conventions. If this is up your alley, feel free to download, listen, subscribe, and please rate us on iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also connect with us on Twitter, at High Shelf Gaming, and join our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. It's a closed group, but click to join. We're friendly to everybody, and we'll get you added in. We also have a Discord server to talk games with us all you like. So, real quick, we share a couple of stories in this episode about Joe Manganello who is, you know, of True Blood fame and a great actor, and he's really gotten involved in the D&D community, and he's got his own clothing line and does all this cool stuff. We share a couple of stories about him, and we don't quite get his last name right and start calling him Joe M., just because we don't want to keep messing it up. I just wanted to jump in now and say, Joe, if by some weird twist of fate you're listening to this, we are sorry. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here again, and as always, I am joined by the decaffeinated Rich Wisniewski. Oh, hello. Just just woke up there, Dave. Yes, I have embarked, everybody, on the decaffeination of my body. I think I found I was drinking way too much coffee all day long, and it has been a rough week. So, we'll see. Hopefully this podcast, it won't just come out... Yeah, don't don't bite off yeah. my head or, or curse me out. I just went to go get my tuxedo, my Canadian tuxedo back from the cleaners. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Now it looks like it's it's like acid wash. I don't know what they did to it. <laughs> I about lost my decaffeinated mind on them as I was getting my Canadian tuxedo back. Um, so I think I'm on the hunt for a new one. I think that acid wash is a um, is a product of Gen Con. It was definitely yes, yeah. I, I kind of maybe it was uh, the extra, all the all the gamer geek juice on it that kind of <laughs> stained it up, <laughs> or maybe it had something to do with our uh, our meetup. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah. So, folks, tonight today we were talking Gen Con recap. Yay! Boo! Sad. Yeah, uh, sad is is right, man. I get I get bummed after leaving Gen Con. Um, I get the blues. Yeah, man. Like four days, five days of just fun. Show up on Wednesday, party, have great times, play games, get to do anything I want for four days. And I come home and it's like day job. Yeah. No one to play all your games with. I know. I bought a bunch of games. And I'm, I, they're sitting on a <laughs> shelf waiting for a game night. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Outside of that and your uh, detoxification, <laughs> you know, the other thing that happened to me with Gen Con, dude, I got I got the con crud. Oh, I not at the con. You were sounding great. I kind of lost my voice there at the end. Oh, yeah. But that was because of extended drinking. Um, what happened? Yeah. So I, you know, I normally avoid the con crud. I don't know how I've been lucky all these years. Yeah. Um, I just I just hadn't gotten it. But this week has been rough. And I don't think I got like a cold or the flu or any like neurovirus or any specific disease. I just, I just got a a lump in my throat. I didn't feel bad. I didn't, Mm. I didn't have a fever. Mm. I just had a, had a little bit of a cough and a lump in my throat. And it was like four days of just not feeling comfortable. You know, it sounds like my dog when I get it back from the kennel and I have kennel cough. (laughs) Maybe. I think I've just found a parallel between kennel cough and con crud. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's con cough. That's what that is. Yeah. That, that sounds like it, bro. That sounds like you picked up a little something and you just had to kind of get through it. Um, yeah. I, uh, t- I was I was aces this year. Yeah. Came today is the table. first day I felt like 100% after yeah. after that. So well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, me too. Me too. So let's talk Gen Con, man. Uh, 2018, yeah. year 51. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, way too many. Not not fifty one for us, but right. it, it, it sometimes feels like it. But yeah, it was. <laughs> I think this was a uh, oh what year five with Rob. Yeah. I think this was the fifth year Rob and I have been together as a father son duo. Yeah, um, I think how you're, many years have you been? Going I've now? I've been going a few years, but I think this is the fourth year that you and I have gone. Okay, because I missed. I think I missed year one of the Wisniewski duo. 
Oh, the Wisniewski, yeah, trip, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, there's there's something about... I, okay, this con was kind of special for you and me, right? Because oh, la- yeah. last con, you and I sat at the Colada and said, let's do this podcast. And that's really where this whole podcast project came from. And then this year, we got to go back with a lot of people excited to meet us and hang out and do all kinds of cool stuff. So we were still there as participants, you know, we're not running panels or anything silly like that, but we're, we were there to play in events, have a good time. And we just kept running into people who had heard us and liked us and wanted to hang with us. And it was a really kind of a special, special time, man. It was more social. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, as we, as we're going to recap, I think my takeaway on the recap was the social aspect took up a larger place this year than ever before. Yeah. Even with, uh, you know, log Wellers, whatever the secret little places near Weston we like, um, instead of dinner, it was kind of, it was a dinner and then, Oh, Hey guys, that, you know, we sat down, uh, with Fernando and Hugo and then, you know, we, we, we talked longer. We had yeah. drinks longer. Yeah. And that was time where we would have ate, closed up shop, got back to the room, busted out Rising Sun, and and played another game. But this year turned into, hey, let's get to meet Fernando and Hugo and get to know them and hear about what's going on with their con. It was their first gen con. So we got to hear about their games they were doing, what they like. We got to hear about their history. It was almost like a reverse interview. We yeah. were instead of us, you know, getting interviewed, we were inter- well, it was like a podcast. We were interviewing them and hearing all about their lives, which was really exciting. Yeah, it was one of those really kind of funky things. And really, I think every day of the con had somebody who had heard us, liked us, and connected with us. So like um, Wednesday, yeah, let's talk Amy and Wednesday, man. Uh, A huge hat, tip of the hat. (laughs) Hats off. Gen Con, Amy, we love you. Yes, no doubt. Oh my gosh, what a lifesaver. So this year... Gen Con had a real challenge in the will call line. I shall write a song about her as a bard. Oh, yes. And there we go. There you go. I can't wait to hear it in True Dungeon. Um, the, the will call line this year was absolutely insane. It was out the con, down the street. Did all- they officially say they were having a problem? Yeah, well, or was it just so many other people went to will call versus getting it delivered and it just blew the F up? So I saw on the Facebook group, that this year, because of the success of Will Call last year, they had 4,000 more people Ooh. taking Will Call this year. Which, I mean, you tack on 4,000 extra people and it's going to strain whatever system you got. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, maybe they also had technical problems. I don't know. But they, at the oh. very least, had a yeah. much bigger audience going for Wednesday Will Call. Um, and we got to kind of skirt all that. Thank you, Amy. Love you, Amy. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so, so that was a great meetup. So that that she, you know, um, and, and it was just adding to the high shelf family. You know, we meet up with Amy in the family. Meet up with uh, Paul, Mike in the family. Oh yeah, Mike, you're like my uncle. You, your uncle high shelf gaming, <laughs> dude. Love that handlebarred man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then, um, so you guys on Wednesday all hung out at uh, Dicks, right? You kind of open yeah. the con with Dicks every year. Yeah. Oh, and that went longer. See, this mm-hmm. is the social thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, we open the con up and we go have lunch. A couple of the guys show up. We have a beer. We cheers. We get the heck out. Man, this turned into other people showed up. We're waiting for other people to show up. Other people show up. And six and a half hours later. Right. So, <laughs> right. And that cut out some game time. Now, our con really started on Thursday along with everybody else. So we kind of met up with you guys Thursday morning. And did the whole ticket exchange. Uh, you guys handed us our envelopes of tickets and all that good stuff that um, that Amy had procured for us. And Love you, Amy. Yes, no kidding. Gosh, I think the first thing I did. I know what you did first. You ruined my effing RPG game. <laughs> it was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons family. And I had like two really awesome death traps set up inside there, right? <laughs> what does Dave do? Dave has no idea. He's he's never heard this adventure. He never playtested it. He just out-charactered both true death scenarios. <laughs> so I had everybody but one person show up for the game. And so um, Dave was there. 
And yep. he said, hey, I got some generics I can buy in. And against my better judgment, I let him play. You, you know, and, and you had choices. You had me and Al. And you right. should have picked Al. <laughs> I should have picked Al. Al likes to check for traps with his feet. That's right. And I so, don't. That's my kind of player. <laughs> I had terrible dice rolls. They were so bad I had to show the team. I Hey, I did cheat. Like twice. That's good. I mean, yes. you, because there, there, there was, it was just getting to where I wasn't hurting anyone. Yeah. And so I kind of had to jump up some pain. Yeah. DM's got to cheat, man. You got to cheat to make it a challenge. But the, yeah, it was a really good crew. We had the guy who sat next to me. That guy knew his stuff. Oh, rules lawyer. Yeah. And, and by the way, I mean that with a really nice term. I know there are some people that say that like really negatively. You know, well, I've said it before too, rules lawyer. But this guy was a rules lawyer. He knew his shit. Yeah. And he, he was, knew him right. And he knew when to bring him up. Right. And people then started asking him for advice. Yes. Yes. All because he knew when to shut up. Yes. And, and he knew. People were like, no, please do tell me about yeah. your 13th level paladin. That's right. And the guy knew how to deliver that. He wasn't like forceful about it. He was. He he saw whenever we were questioning, he was like, "I think that's on." He, I think that's on page t- fifteen. And we're oh, like, it was a little foggy. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not gonna say I was hungover, high show family, because I wasn't, but because I'd gotten to bed really well, drank lots of water, um, but I was foggy. Yeah, and I was like, "Hmm, where is that chart?" Right, and I remember he just went boom, page uh, seventy five on the left hand side, top corner. Yep. I knew his stuff. And then it was on, man. And it was really neat because, you know, on the character sheet, everything's kind of spelled out for you. And it's like, here's all your skill checks. And guys, you know, first edition D&D was percentile, right? So skills were percentile based. And I'm looking at my skills. and I'm like, all right, um, sneaking. I am kind of suck at that. Hiding. Oh, man, I'm really bad at hiding. Um, <laughs> there's all this stuff that I'm just not good at. And then all the way at the end, I see climbing 87%. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm an 87 percent shit out of some walls. Yeah. So we're coming up to the Citadel and, <sighs> and and there's clearly the ramp up into the Citadel. And and Rich describes, you know, as a good DM, he describes there's these like little uh, arrow slits, you know, on the wall for archers. And we're like, hmm, OK. I said, so, hey, I've got this 87 percent on climbing. Can I use that? <laughs> And that was the beginning of the end for you, I think. Yes. It, and I'll just really quick to paint the picture for everybody. The party's supposed to walk down the hallway with all the arrow slits. And there's a couple guys in there with bows. And they just pepper the shit out of them. And it hurts a lot. They're going to live. They're going to figure a way through it. But it's going to hurt. And what happens is is it's a ruined citadel. So Dave goes, is there, is there, a, is there a roof on it? And I go, oh, no, it's deteriorated through age. Yeah. I'm climbing the wall. And I'm like, mother. <laughs> he's going to see the two dudes in there when he gets to the top. So I do a little check for them. They don't see nothing. <laughs> They're picking their noses. So Dave helps his buddy up, the ranger, and they arrow pick off the guys and just walk down the hallway <laughs> afterwards. Like, oh, no big deal. La, la, la. So, yeah. And that happened a couple times with the creativity between you and the other guy. I think the ranger was the other one that was a little creative. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty creative. He was really creative. God. Oh man, but that was that was a fun that was a fun dungeon run. And you know, it's funny, a while back when we were talking about D&D story storytelling, and I had expressed frustration whenever you do the big cool setup as a DM and the players just walk it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And it's funny cuz as a DM, you want the challenge to be there cuz you cuz that's part of the fun that you're building into the game is that that sense of victory. But I think Mike was completely right that when we were doing that and I was, I was solving things that I was doing the things my character could actually accomplish. Yeah. <laughs> it felt great. It was like, Oh my God, we're actually doing stuff and not just dying because, uh, because I, I suck at all the things that thieves are supposed yes. to be good at. <laughs> and, oh yeah. You guys like knocked off every trap too. I mean, we can go into this for another three hours, so we'll just close it with, they sprung every ballista trap. So it was just fucking great. Oh, excuse me. It was just great. Every time they got near one, they would change order. And then the ballista would go off. And that's how some people got hurt. Yeah. That's actually how some people started getting hurt. Like it, it missed the first guy, hits the second guy. It was really fun energy at that point. Um, I hope everyone had a good time. Um, I think they did. They all seemed to laugh a little. They all seemed to say thanks and uh, didn't run away. 
Dude, that's a great, a, it's a great sign game. when people want to talk a little afterwards. That's a good sign. So, um, again, another year down. I need to get another year ready. I have to email those guys tonight, actually, because I forgot to turn my tickets in. They may not let me DM again because I keep effing up this ticket thing, <laughs> but I'm sure I'll just put it under Rob's name next year. There you go. If they won't let me, I'll be like, oh, there's another Wisniewski that wants to run an event. <laughs> How many could there possibly be? How many could there be? So, yeah, so that wraps up that one. I went and did some other things like dealer hall, took all my stuff back to the room because, you know, I had a little backpack full oh, of yeah. crap. Um, you went over to play a game I wanted to play but didn't go play. How did how did Fireball Island work out? Yeah, Fireball Island was a lot of fun. That was uh, me, Kelly. So that was the one game that Kelly and I played together along with Ryan and Larry joined us. We had an extra ticket. And so Larry joined us. And Yay. that was a lot of fun. I can definitely see the joy behind Fireball Island. It's like a... It's like a board game where you're running around getting uh, getting treasure and taking pictures. And and it was just kind of fun. It's a remake. They just kickstarted it. So all the Kickstarter folks out there, I think you're really going to like it. And I think for those of us who didn't Kickstarter it, we're going to get a chance to play it here in a little bit because I think they're going to actually print it uh, and make it for sale after the Kickstarter run is all done. But Fireball Island, man, that was a fun game. That was a really fun game. I think our pinnacle event of the day. Thursday, pinnacle event. Oh my gosh, dude. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. We went and played Super Robo Rally. Oh my God, it was great this year. Oh, it was so much fun. Uh, you know, we do this every year. This is our starter event. And we got to play it on Thursday. And we actually almost didn't get it because, dude, the event reg was rough. Yeah. And uh, we had a couple of time slots that we were gunning for. I think three of them were gone, and we got the last one of the day. And we got all the tickets. Uh-huh. So the person that got to join us was a pull-in from the audience. Yeah. That, uh, we went and did that. Uh, Ryan in High Shelf covered his uh, entrance fee. Yep. So um, we got him into the game, and that way he got to join in. But also, it didn't. it wasn't like he wasted his money joining us as we bastardize all the rules. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, we're... We, play robo rally but we're playing it the high shelf way (laughs) (laughs) where where it's more about getting each other than it is about getting the objective vengeance death and destruction oh yeah i mean they have to they had to suspend the rule that if you die too many if you die three times you don't get to play anymore they suspended (laughs) the rule for that until the last 30 minutes because i was knocking on death's door um, they renamed one of the robots for me. They named it Richbot because I refused to call it its real name. That's right. That's and right. We called it Richbot every time we talked about it. And um, man, it was a great one. We were doing um, you and Al were doing polling the audience for who would get the most points or who was going to go off, and handing out little prize packs, you know, yeah. with stickers and coupons for Dick's Last Resort, Indianapolis, one of the greatest restaurants you can ever stop to while at the Indianapolis Convention Center. <laughs> Um, that's a, uh, a great ad spot. You like that? They, yeah. didn't, they didn't even pay you for that. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I paid them when you look at the beer tab. Yeah. <laughs> and they gave us a bunch of coupons and prize packs to hand out, which yeah. we'll talk about the big prize packs. But these are just little ones with some free pickles and a buy one, get one free thing. Oh, yeah. So um, you guys did a great job amping the crowd up. Dude, I got to give it to Al, man. That guy is a real showman. He, he's he, a hype man. He went out there and did a lot of stuff. He wants my job. Watch him. Oh, Watch him. Oh, I am watching him. I'm evaluating him and thinking. Oh, no, 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 no. Not that. <laughs> but, dude, Super Robo Rally, um, uh, the guys over at uh, Brick World put that on, and they give us their card. I think we're going to try and get them on the show. Such Yay. a fun, such a fun game. And, dude, half of it is us. It's just us standing there being being crazy and like chanting, knock him off, knock him off. And like and, you know, really just enjoying the crap out of that Lego Mindstorm huge setup they have. And it's all by itself. It's it's by itself. It's over by registration. And you'll see people walk by and they're like, oh, is it running now? No. Oh, and they'll keep walking. But when it's running and it's us, dude, we drew a crowd. Oh, yeah, we had a fun time. That's like Rob brought up. You were doing the hammer bot. And so he was like, anytime you die, we need to do the MC Hammer dance. 
<laughs> so we, we all started working out little routines. Uh, people started, uh, other people in our group, whenever someone was going to go off, started doing the na 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 goodbye. And then the whole audience is joining in. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it ended up really awesome. They let Dave do a really cool thing to one of their Legos. And you know how Lego people are about their Legos, Dave. Oh, yeah. No. This was an honor, bro. Dude, and I, uh, first off, I did not ask for this. This was Steve came to me. Steve is the guy with the big top hat, the big Mad Hatter style top hat. He is the showman. Totally. And he came to me with his hammer bot. And this is the bot I used, but it has these big hammers that he like swings as he walks. And guys, these these bots are animated. They like do stuff while they move, you know, so like while they're moving, they're animated. And um, he brought it up to me and said, hey, would would you like to put a sticker on this bot? And you had gotten us a bunch of high shelf gaming stickers and dude, I'm just so touched because you know that Steve and his friends buried thousands of hours into making this creation, you know, learning Mindstorms, databases, programming, working with these like little Nokia handphones that they use to send the commands to the system, the laptop that runs there. I mean, they have invested so much into this project. Oh, dude. And it's Legos and right. Lego people don't put things on Legos. Right. Exactly. It's Legos. It's a passion project. It is, it is amazing. And he was like, Hey, why don't you put one of your stickers on it? And so, you know, I almost refused because it was like, nah, dude, I can't, but I was just kind of taken up by the moment. And and so touched by the gesture. I, I, you know, my hands are shaking as I peel the sticker off kind of thing. But you want to look like complete shit with air bubbles. Behind oh, my oh my God. Oh my God. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like he gives I'm me this. You did it, not me. Cause I would have effed that all up. <laughs> Yeah, so I was just like real careful about it. Put it on there. Such an honor to be part of his passion project in that way. Um, so if you ever get to see the Super Robo Rally setup, maybe at another Gen Con or at a Lego event, because I know they hit up some Lego events. Mm-hmm. Hopefully our sticker is still there on Hammerbot, you know, repping the high shelf gaming. Really sweet of them to to bring us in there. And, you know, the reason why is because we're the most fun that they have all Gen Con. Did we, they tell you that? We bring the party. Things? We bring it. Yeah, they told me. I ran into them later on in the dealer hall, and yeah. they were like, you guys are just so much fun. It's like the highlight of the day, of the weekend. Um, That's nice. So now, nice. You know, guys, next year, they're holding a spot for us. Yes. So high shelf fan, the high shelf gaming family is going to have its own spot on Thursday that we don't have to compete through the whole, you know, the whole system to come play. So we're going to start hyping that next year um, about getting some people out there, man, that would be kind of good to fit in with the meetup. Maybe. Oh yeah. You know oh, that'd I mean? be kind of cool to do a, do a Thursday night people meetup. there with giveaways yeah. and handouts. They're, they're watching the event. Um, kind of dare I say, I don't want to get so egotistical that I say this like a, like a live high shelf family thing, like how critical role does, you know what I mean? You get everybody there. It's that time to get everybody together. You're giving stuff away. You're playing one of our landmark games. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm threatening about dressing up as a robot next year. Oh yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So this, we we got to do be, something. We could take this to a stupid level of, stupidness we we we've got to do something for those guys because yeah they're reserving a spot for us they we love them they love us we've got to do something for them definitely there's going to be some kind of event we're going to definitely have something going on there besides just us playing and having a good time we've got to do some giveaways we've got to really make that a thing and we I always so. have a spare spot right so that would be one of the things right. is Who's well, there might get be that? one or two. You never know what, right. what our regular crew, you know, just like Heather was here this year. We don't know Heather's going to be there next year. We yeah. can have two. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we definitely are going to have some cool giveaways to give and we're definitely going to really hype that up because it's just a, such a fun time, man. I just love those guys so much. Yeah. And Heather had some critters come along. Yeah. Um, so I, I know we had like uh, four or five critters in the audience that were um, enjoying our, our gameplay and our rhetoric and our, normally it's me just talking trash to everybody in the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the big rhetoric because I just talk smack to everybody <laughs> and threaten them to, uh, to kill them and I end up being dead. <laughs> but um, yeah, I tried to win this year. That didn't work out. Um, the new, the, the, the regular guy won. So we can kind of end it with who won this year. Dave, you won last year. Right. 
and or two years ago, and the guy who just won this past Gen Con was the guy we invited. Yeah, that yeah. son of a gun floated around the outside of all of our problems mm-hmm. and our traffic jams, and hit all the flags, and uh, ended up being the farthest along with the least amount of damage. Right. You know, and the other thing is, I was really close to winning, and I got pushed off at the end. You guys, you oh. guys did like a. a Conga line, yeah, conga line, and just yeah, push me off. You don't you want to see the conga? It was pretty great. It was pretty great. Oh man, yeah. So Thursday was almost too fun. Um, we had such a great time with those guys, and I just, I already can't wait for 2019. Yes, already can't wait. Big shout out to the critters that showed up, and Heather. I know that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So let's scoop into Friday. Yeah. Let's scoop into what we did on Friday and what we saw there. Um, we kicked off Friday with one of my most favorite things to do. I'm very surprised this is becoming one of my favorite events. And again, another thing I found out at the end of this Gen Con is we have a lot of tradition. It is funny. And tradition have... takes up time. Yes. And there's not a lot of time. And one of our traditions is to always meet together and play. Eclipse phase. Bam. Yeah. Oh, Who man. Yes, I would like that game. Dude, you love that game. And what's cool, I love it. It's so much fun. This time we got to play second edition. So they're coming out with second edition. They're still in kind of a beta phase of it. Oh, the fate points. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We had all this cool stuff. We got to play new rules. And it was such a fun scenario they set up. And dude, Kelly was rocking the hacking. We had this other Chica with us that was like a, 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 a like a, uh, the virus had infected her in a certain way, like this Titan virus had infected her. So she had these like pseudo psychic powers. Dude, she played like a crazy person. She did great. She did a great job role playing. Yes. Oh, that's you know what? I, I like story games. I like role playing. Yeah. And so I get to play roles. So yeah, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely a lot of quality role playing. I mean, you don't expect a ton of great role playing at a con because you, you know it's a grab bag. But dude, yeah. we lucked out. That table was solid. And we dude, we just had a great time. We had such a fun time. Dude, that second edition thing that I liked is something I like out of um, Doctor Who, Mm. which you can make a story point. Now, we didn't necessarily have to make a story point in this game where the idea would be we're kind of maybe at a a hard spot, right? We're maybe in, in, in between the fire firing pan and the fire. Throw a story point out and go, by the way, I got this long lost cousin. And he actually works for this criminal organization that puts out fires. And he knows I'm in town. And so I'm going to hit him up on my phone. So you're using one of your treasured story points. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is you can inject truth into the world. You can say, I know something that the DM hasn't invented yet, and I get to invent it. And it's such a cool thing to have that kind of collaboration between players and DM. It was just, it was really neat. And our DM was fantastic. He did a great job. And and really rolled with it, you know, as we yeah. injected things, he was like, oh, yeah, that's a great way to use that. I, I love it. So, I mean, we had we just had a ton of fun. And that was only like an hour long event or something like that. It was. Yeah, it was only an hour. It was an hour long. And, and I remember you could flip the dice like mm-hmm. I, I rolled a 92, but I really needed like under 40. So it became a 29. Oh, yeah. Flip the roll. By the way, that team that doesn't work when you roll 89. That's right. No, because the other. And I found that out a little bit later. Yeah. Ninety nine. I was like, I'll just flip it, and then it was like, oh no, it's still ninety eight. Even worse. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Eclipse Fay is great time. I can't wait for second edition. Uh, I think that's going to go into one of our Friday night eventual game night things where we play uh, games on Twitch. I've got to get Eclipse. I would phase love you to DM that. Yeah. Yeah, I would. That would be I would love it. I mean, I think that that adds I I love the you know, Dave and I have talked about this many times. I the 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 long story, the big thematic stories that he does. I enjoy. I like combat and I like this craziness that gets mixed in. Mm -hmm. This is kind of a little bit of both. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think I think it'd be a lot of fun. So we'll have to work that into our Twitch streams on Fridays. Yeah, dude, this was the big win for the con and it's not a brand new game. It is how long has it been around? Wait, here, let me go to the internet here. This like is, two or three years. Is it okay? It's not. It's not a new game, but it's a new game to me, and it's one that's always piqued my interest because of the Japanese esque flavor, mm-hmm. even the cover and the name Rising Sun. Yeah, yeah, and like it's it's been around enough that now there's some premium editions of Rising Sun, but we played the base edition, and dude, the guy running the game, he had to give me a minute. Because I was so blown away by the quality of the minis. Oh, my God. I want to buy it just to paint them. 
they looked so good, like the Onis and the the yeah. dragon and all that stuff. They just looked so well made. I'm kind of getting convinced that board games is where it's at. If you want to play one, get a great board game, but two, get yourself some solid little minis. Yeah. And I, I did not expect that out of this game and the Fallout game. And there's a bunch of other games out there that the minis are just damned good. Yeah, um, even the minis for uh, Fireball Island look really cool. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, fun. They look great, man. They're not just little pop-up 1970s cardboard. Oh, right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so Rising Sun was a fun game to play. We had a fun group. You, me, Rob were there, and we yep. played against this couple, and they were phenomenal. We got to play around with the alliance mechanics where you and I were allied and then you and and her were allied and I was allied with uh, her husband and we got to see breaking alliances and all kinds of stuff. It's neat that they included partnerships in the game because so many games say, oh, you can partner. You know, you look at uh, Kingmaker. Oh, Risk. Risk. Oh, yeah. 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 You can partner the hell out of Risk. Yeah, Uh, but there's no real... Right thing to it. There's no system. Yeah, Twilight Imperium. You can do partnerships, yeah. civilization. You can, all these different alliances you can make. But there's no system in there. And in this game, they're like, "Oh, sure, oh boy, sure, ally." But if you break an alliance and you're the one to break the alliance, you gain big advantages, boons, as you say. Yes. And I was just like, "Oh man, way to go, guys! Way to make a game." that incorporates the whole thing that's always going to happen. You've always got two players. They never go against each other. They always ally. Do that, sure. But but work in one little thing where, man, if they just break that alliance, they get a big benefit. Yeah. Or if you're the guy stuck out, like Rob, he got stuck out of, of the alliances. Oh, but is that tea ceremony work? And that was one of the neat things. The first thing you do before the round even starts is they have a period called the tea ceremony. And again, think of yourself being in, you know, Edo, Japan, and you're sitting there at a table and everyone's pouring tea and you're discussing the go game you're about to have. Mm-hmm. that's the way it felt. We all started discussing and I started politicking against Rob. Number one, Rob's a great sport. He has really thick skin. He does not cry. Mm-hmm. And I know he can take it. So I started politicking against him immediately in the first tea ceremony. And it proved out through the whole freaking game. Oh yeah. Well, so one, nobody allied with him first off. Yes. So he got to do the the breaking alliance card, which gave him the ability to swap our troops for his troops. So yeah. he's immediately showing up forces in other people's territories. And he just got really powerful way early. And then by the time we had the next season, dude, he was the biggest guy on the board. Everybody had to go against him. And he still freaking won the game. Yeah. Oh, man. He's a really good player. Um, and I can't take any credit for it. I remember playing with him since, you know, who was it? Who does Warhammer 40K? Oh, that's uh, Games Workshop. Yeah, so Games Workshop did Lord of the Rings. Um, and, man, we would paint the minis and play the strategy game. And, damn, I, I remember taking him to a Mage Knight tournament with, um, you know, grown men and winning. And they're just like, son of a bitch this 12 year old just beat me at mage night and they want the collector pins you know they were giving away collector pins and i'm taking them up there on saturdays and i'm looking at them like you're screwed bro oh yeah any break don't give them a break and you know what what's great about rob is he is such a fun time that even when he's beating you you're still enjoying the game just because he's a fun guy to play play games with so next up oh boy dude oh boy i got my new shirt dude Okay, now we showed up. This was one of the later events. We got to play some True Dungeon. Yes, baby. And I show up. Now, this was the run where it was us, our crew, with the gaming, etc. crew. Oh, yes. So we were time with Michelle and team. Oh, yeah. We were rolling 12 strong, and you were cosplaying. Oh, yes. We, uh, about a fourth of our crew decided that the next time we get together as our crew and we'll continue this for years and years and years, we're going to wear kilts. Just, just kind of one of the guys had mentioned uh, something about having a kilt. And I was like, Oh, I, I got a kilt from a, a scarber from a Ren fair. And um, Rob went and got a kilt and Al went and got a kilt. So we all kilted it up. Yes. And so, and by the way, dude, I think I want to wear a kilt every day. <laughs> 
it's pretty swishy awesome. You know, somebody it on the somebody on the Facebook awesome. group, somebody on the Facebook group said posted like I didn't expect this, but I saw over a hundred kilts at Gen Con. What's the mm. deal with kilts? And you and Rob and and um, Al, those were the guys in our crew. And then uh, Michelle's right. crew also had a couple of people wearing kilts. Yep. And everybody was like, "You don't understand. This is the best thing in the world. It's like oh, yeah. it's like wearing a blanket. It's like the best thing in the world. <laughs> it's comfy. It's comforting. <laughs> yes, it's like wearing a blanket. Anyways, so I, I we show up on our cosplay, and then Big Larry got me the um, okay. This was from D and D fifth fifth ed mm. when they had all those shirts that would look like armor. Mm. And then mm-hmm. across them was a sash saying what character class they were. So if we go back to fifth ed, when it first came out, not fifth ed, 3.5, I'm sorry. Did I say fifth? Oh, I meant like 3.5. That oh, was wow. like, a, it was that, that old. So he got me the bard shirt. Nice. Oh my Lord Jesus. The bard shirt matched with the kilt. I look like I was out of some kind of crazy role-playing game adventure. That is awesome because it was all armor looking, you know what I mean? So, but it was like, it was dry fit, like a uh, Gore-Tex kind of thing. And Rich needs to hit the gym a little bit. <laughs> it was a little form fitting on you. It was you. a little form fitting. <laughs> What's well, so, okay. True Dungeon is dark. True Dungeon is dark. up with it. Yes. It was True Dungeon after dark because everyone loved it when I walked up. Now, I, now I think half of them loved it because it matched and looked so cute. And I think another loved it because this is really funny to see Rich in a form fitting shirt. <laughs> but they're all good friends. Totally. So they laugh. Totally. Yeah. And we had a great time. Now that, that run was um odin's haven number two n2 module n2 and you boy this writing is getting unbelievably good yeah for these adventures yeah i was i was definitely following the story i understand what you guys meant around n1 following the story all the way through i would get done with some of these and just be like okay there was a story yeah i get done with these i'm like oh i got it this is fun you know, and of course we make it. We did a hardcore, I think, and yeah. had a great time. Dude, Quartermaster Larry outfits all of us. Um, yes. And we had we had a blasty blast. The um you know, there was a couple of fights in there that were pretty tough for us. There was a um a puzzle. I think there was one puzzle we didn't get. Yeah. It was the last one with the tree. With the tree. With the- oh, the arrows. Was that the arrows or the, was that the lights? The, next the lights. One? Oh, the lights. Yeah, we yeah. didn't get that. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Yep, yep, yep. But, dude, we had a great time. We had so much fun yes. with everybody. Uh, but, no, great adventure, great setup. I do have to say, it's not my favorite of the three that we ran between N1, N2, N3. It, it, it didn't rank at the top, but it's not because it was bad. You know, I it's think. because the other two were just better. You know, <laughs> Does I that think, make sense? Yeah, I think that it kind of has the um, the trilogy effect. You know, how movie oh. trilogies. Yes. You know, the second yeah. one is almost always not quite as good. Yeah. Maybe they did that on purpose to kind of feed our psyche. You know what I mean? Um, yes. I, and of course, they did run Viper Pit this year, um, which is a, a, an older one that's been rethrashed. Yep. And they, they only did it as a sealed deck i.e. commando run yep. so you could go in with only your 10 and play viper's pit um and i will say from t- chatting with some of the guys i know from origins that were here at true dungeon or here at gen con yeah. the little pit before you go in um a couple of them reran in one and they asked me if i'd rerun in one and i said no and they said dude they changed it oh so some of the things about n1 that remember I made this big joke about the bard symbols. I memorized them for fucking years. Mm-hmm. They never get used. We mm-hmm. walk in the room. There's tons of bard symbols. They have nothing to do with the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that room's different. And the end room with the, um, the light up floor, like Michael Jackson different. So they took either advice or GM polling or some type of, you know, maybe, the, you know, the one with the puzzle, the bard signs, we kind of knocked it out. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it got harder. Oh. So I, they, they tweaked it a little. Another cool thing about that is, is if you do go to multiple cons and you have an opportunity to do something twice, you're not going to get exactly the same thing. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe N2 will be a little different next time. Maybe N3 will be, maybe they'll, they'll tweak them to be more fun um, for the, for the adventurers. Yeah. Cause they're bringing them to, they're bringing two and three to game hole con. Yeah. And I never play them twice. So I'll, I'll never have that happen. It's just a monetary issue. You right. know what I mean? I'll never play any of them twice. That's 80 bucks and I'll play it once and do another one. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 
Now, the nice thing about doing N2, because the next morning on Saturday, we got straight into N3. Oh, yeah. And dude, N3 was so much fun. It was. It was the best one of them all. It was really neat because you get and in two, you save somebody and in three, they show up again. He did great. Like he was a fantastic actor. Yeah. Yeah. Big time, you know, big action and all that kind of stuff really, really helped us through some of those puzzles because that was, I think, part of his job. One of those puzzles was phenomenal because we had oh, to, the mirrors. And yeah. in, in oh, which one were you talking about? I'm I was going to talk about the singing, but the mirrors was really neat, too, because he was. He was giving us clues through these two-way mirrors, yes. and we're trying to figure out what's going he on. He was in the afterlife, right? He, he had moved on. Yeah. yeah. And so that was him. But that's also part of the fun of True Dungeon, guys. It is live puzzles. It, it's, 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 it's live, real puzzles. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting down with a piece of paper. You're sitting down with the stuff, and it's like an escape room prop situation. Um, always ask your GM if you're going to touch something that looks like it shouldn't be touched. Um, just a little a bit of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, normally they tell you, touch everything or don't touch this because it breaks. Right. You know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, great time, dude. N3, rock. The singing, the 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 swishing of beer. Yep, all of it. What a phenomenal adventure. Huge shout out to those guys. They stepped it up this year and they said they were going to and they did. Oh, dude. That's, that's where I'm at. They said they were stepping it up, and they did step it up. Dude, and I got to touch my first legendary weapon. Oh, that's right. The that end. Was, that was pretty tell badass. Them about, tell them about that. Maybe not how he got it, but what you got. Sure, yeah. So I got Thor's hammer, and it was a legendary weapon. And as the dwarven fighter, I was allowed to wield Mjolnir, yes. and, and that shit was way, awesome. You finished the game up with what on that? What did you roll with it on the last toss? Oh, I think I got a 19. I okay. think I got a crit. I remember someone that was on a 19 and someone was on a 20 on our last two throws. And he was just like, done. Yep. And I knew you were on one of them with the legendary weapon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the legendary weapon critted on a 1920. Oh, by the way, and guys, the 19 was the size of a half dollar. Oh, it's tiny. Yeah. A quarter? Would you say a quarter? I'd say, I'd, just- I'd, I think the 20 was a quarter. Oh my god, it was so small, dude. There's yeah. I don't even know how you guys both you both hit small targets on the exact same throws and everyone's like, Don't hit their stuff. Oh yeah. And like I was throwing mine just to the edge. I was yeah. just like, ow, poop, I got a throw. I'm throwing it to the edge. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to bump them. You don't want to bump people yes. off. Yeah, no, it was so good. It was so much fun. Before we go into the next game, there was some dealer all time in there. Dude, who did we see? Dude. We got to see Mike Pondsmith and Lisa Pondsmith and their son, Cody Pondsmith, wow. all in the R. Talsorian Games booth. Yep. That was such an awesome moment for me. Um, Mike Pondsmith, I've been a huge fan of his forever, Maxima Mike. I love cyberpunk. And to just like walk down the hall and he's there. Boom. And accessible. Yes. Yes. I mean, we- I mean, dude, the guy I, I tweeted, I, I, I dude, I got, I, I tweeted, I Facebooked uh, after our encounter with him mm-hmm. because of just how incredibly accessible he was. Dude. Yeah. It was, he was so nice and uh, immediately understood, you know, like I was kind of fanboying out a little bit. It was like, cool. I'm going to let this guy fanboy out a bit. It's going to be good. Okay. If a little bit means 12 out of 10, then yeah, that's a little bit. <laughs> I hope I wasn't too bad. <laughs> It's okay. But we had a great time. We had, it was so nice meeting him. He signed my book. Um, and he was just such a such a great, great and gracious person to meet. It was just, you know. Pictures with us, hugged us. Oh, yeah. Pictures. Oh, oh yeah. my God, it was so cool. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. So cool. He was so chill. He was, he was great. And, like, what's crazy is you and I went to the dealer hall, and I was like, dude, there's a booth I got to hit up. Yes. And we went straight there. And yep. he, he just luck of the draw, he was there. I was like, yes, awesome. Saturday no, fans we walked up and David turned around and looked at me and went Maxwell Mike is right there he's right there rich mm-hmm. what do I do he's yeah right there. yeah this is my first time ever being really like starstruck by somebody and I've yeah. been like near real celebrities like 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 actors TV actors and movie mm-hmm. actors and like eh, you know cool but that guy dude it got to me I was I was totally like uh kind of shell-shocked at what to do it was fun very cool yeah it was so cool. It was such a, such a neat moment. And that's one of the cool things about Gen Con. Dude, you go to the booths and like, I was in the Pathfinder booth. The guy who wrote second edition Pathfinder was just standing there, signing books, talking to people, you know? Oh, that Joe, just- the Joe, Joe M that yeah. we talked about. Um, Larry, his wife is a huge fan of Joe M. 
Um, another person he works with at the um, uh, post office is a huge fan of Joe M. He got Joe to call into the post office and ask how much a 50 cent stamp was. No. So, you know, Larry had prepped the person that a call was coming for her. So Joe calls in and goes, hi, I'm Joe M. And um, I'm, I'm tired of messing his name up. I apologize. I'm Joe. And I need to know how much a 50 cent stamp cost. And she said, for you, Joe, we can work it out for free. So, dude, how awesome of a guy does that? How awesome of a guy jumps on your phone to talk to a fan that's not there? I mean, dude, that guy's loving life. That's the kind of person that is. He's not there going, oh, I got to sign autographs and I got to do this. And life's such a whip. I mean, we've all been to Star Trek conventions maybe that I, I played the guy that's in the back on the third movie and I'm signing autographs and, oh, I hate life. Dude, Joe is loving life and loving life so much. He's extending that love to people. Mike was just like that. Yes. So, I mean, dude. Two guys, celebrities, just like that. Loving life, making sure other people love their life too. You know, I think it's just the the gaming culture just has maybe a, a different approach or a different relationship with our with our heroes that it just feels better and they're not quite as beat down like they are at a sci-fi convention. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Shatner, um, in episode 52, <laughs> you opened a safe. Can, what was that combination? <laughs> Right. Exactly. Nobody expects that. Everybody just wants to say, hey, you're an awesome person. Thank you so much for all the work you do. So, man, that really led us up to the biggest event for this year for us. I mean, it, it, it wasn't a gaming event. Um, before it, we did prep by having some giveaways. Yes. So that was really cool. Between True Dungeon and Pathfinder, we gave away a bunch of gift certificates to Dick's Last Resort which was awesome. It was so cool to be able to do that. Thank um, you, Dix, for supporting us. Yeah, no kidding. And they just gave us those because we said nice things about them on the podcast. They're not paying us anything. They just handed us, I think, $75 in gift, gift certificates wow. or you know, gift, yeah. gift cards. Oh, and then so much swag. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was probably then another $75 in swag. Oh, yeah, nice glass. They had this like coconut head situation, a bunch of bottle openers, all kinds of cool stuff. And you and I took to Twitter. We took to the Facebook group. We started walking around the con and gave those things away. And that, you know, kind of set us up for that evening. We got to do our high shelf gaming meetup. Yep. Oh my gosh, that was fun. So we started in Artist Alley, or some of us started in Artist Alley. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was the four beers I slammed before I went there. And I forgot. So I went to uh, Artist Alley. I met up with my wife, Kelly, and Heather, and a bunch of the critters that uh, Heather was hanging out with. Really cool guys that uh, we've been hanging out with now since then. We're all buddies on Twitter and all that kind of stuff, talking with each other. Kylan? Yep. Kylan, Ethan, and Connor, or Cyber. Did you you hear I got that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay, good. Just want to point that out. Yeah, because you were struggling during the meetup to get her name right. I just couldn't get it. I was like... (laughs) I felt like a stormtrooper trying to shoot Han Solo. I just could not get it. <laughs> so we go to Dick's. Dude, they did not have enough room for us. We needed a much, like we had told them 10 and they had a table for 10. I think we showed up with like 14. 12, 14. <laughs> Something. And then and then two more showed up and then another showed up. Yeah. And so we ended up uh, busting the seam into other tables, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. Yeah. It was really nice to see yeah. all those people. Yeah. And it's kind of neat because, you know, the folks that, at home, maybe if you haven't been to Dick's before, the deal is that they kind of harass you. Yeah. And when we started moving tables around, oh, a lot of them got real mad at that. And we were like, <laughs> too bad. So sad. Yeah. We're going to move the tables. Harass my back. Um, you know, I think Chance loved it. He was there. He was a, you know, I did a first round by Chance, um, did a second round by. Thank you for the beers, Chance. Yeah, no kidding. And um, I think he loved it. He was there in the corner. Just kind of giggling all the time at all the, the waiters and waitresses going around razzing people. Oh, yeah. I, he really enjoyed that spot. Yeah. And we kind of migrated from there. A group of us made it over to Clotta. And, dude, we had a really cool kind of sit down gamers just talking about games and talking about the love of the show and about what we're up to and about the con. And it was just really cool to sit down, have some beers and, and be in a quieter place, admittedly yeah. a quieter place. Cause Claudio was starting to wind down when we showed up. And so we had basically a room kind of to ourselves and, and our folks from Mexico that were up 
and you know, as I as we were talking to them and hearing about, man, just the uh, we we need to do a follow up with them. Just the the challenges of being in a Spanish area, Spanish speaking, Spanish reading, and wanting to do D and D. Yeah, man, you talk about English privilege. I mean, I had every book in the world that I could get at the bookstore in English, easy to go, ready to read. No, they got to get one book in, might take six months, eight months to get there. Um, Then they got to do some translations for everybody. And then they have pages that they've been writing out. Dude, they got a story and I need to quit ruining it. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, we had a good time there. Um, and then the yeah. best pizza in the world. That's right. We Did I take you out of Cotta too fast. No, Did dude. No, dude. Again, or we, do we need to talk about the best pizza ever made. Yes. We migrated to Hotbox Pizza. And oh, oh gosh, Amy hooked us up again. She gave us gift cards. She gave us gift cards to Hotbox. And dude, we used the shit out of those. (laughs) I actually still have mine for next year. Okay. Well, hopefully it's still good. I used yours. Yeah. (laughs) Typical co-host fashion. Let me use the host card first. (laughs) Next year, wink, wink, we'll use mine. Um, Yeah. So we we definitely, we used all of yours and a little bit of cash. And then uh, mine was actually sitting in the room. Oh, you forgot a few things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I forgot a lot, man. I forgot to meet at Arcade Alley. I forgot about this. I forgot where to set up. I did. I, it was a tough night. No, it was good. It was a great night. So we always have a great time downtown Indianapolis, and that really rounded out our Saturday. An incredibly, I, I know the family's bigger now. Yeah, dude, the, the family, the family bigger. is bigger than than you and I realized, and yes. it is so cool to meet and see everybody. I, I'm just already jonesing for and totally kick ass people too. The conversations, the, the, you know, it's like hanging out with Ryan and Larry, you know what I mean? It's like hanging out with my buds that I've known for 12 years, hanging out with the new guys. Um, really good people. Yeah. Yes. So such a great crowd. Dude, I had a great con, a great year. Can't wait for 2019, but I think we need to go ahead and wrap up this episode. So with that, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. we were playing that game kelly my wife was playing the new l5r fifth edition i'd like to get her thoughts maybe on the podcast sometime but you know overall i think she enjoyed the new system she's not a huge fan of the new dice here's what we do right here Mm. watch oh so kelly tell me about that oh that's great (laughs) is there one rule you would change you can just edit those dave into you go have a conversation with her and just inject me watch watch oh it sounds like a canadian tuxedo time and you can just edit those in around your conversation with her and we just pop it right into gen con recap i'm keeping all that unedited that's just amazing i was giving you a soundboard